Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast of Sheepdog Nation. I'm really excited to have you here today. Um, I'm going to warn you. This um this episode is probably going to trigger you. Um, it's a pretty emotional topic. We all have our opinions on it. <clears throat> but um, so I'm going to dive right in. And what we're going to be talking about is we're going to be talking about the police suicide. And the reason why is because in 2018, the police suicide rate surpassed that in the line of duty deaths um, by 10. So there was 158 suicides. And I believe that there was 148 um in the line of duty deaths. So we together lost over 300 officers last year, which um, is 300 too many. I understand that this job, obviously we all know the risks. We all know that we are out there sacrificing and, you know, and and putting our lives on the line. Right. But in the Academy um, or in the bulletin boards, or when you're about to become a police officer or, you know, they're scouting you, there is never any talk about police suicide. In fact, um, many of these suicides that happened last year really kept hush hush. You didn't see them in the media like you would, um, like in the line of duty death. And I believe that's wrong. And I have a huge problem with this. I'm sure you do too. But my take on this isn't probably the same as yours. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is why I'm saying watch out because you're about to get triggered. And if you do get triggered, um, you know, that's fine. That's fine. You know, we'll kind of follow and like what Tommy Lauren says, stay triggered, right? But instead of getting all upset and pissed off at me, just hear me out before you, you know, you, you become extremely um offended. Because in my opinion, this is the truth. The truth is, is that we as law enforcement culture in society together, we are to blame. Obviously, society has no idea. Civilians have no idea, you know, what law enforcement, what first responders, what military, like what we go through, what we see. I do not know what a soldier who deploys sees. I have no idea. I mean, I have, I know what it's like to be at war at home, in this country. That's what our police officers are dealing with. However, I do not know, and I do not even want to pretend to know, um, what a soldier deals with. Okay. So first off, then that's, we need to draw that line. Society needs to not even pretend like they have any idea. The second thing is, is that it's law enforcement is a culture. Okay. As a culture, I know what this kind of culture is. I can't speak for what the culture of like a firefighter is or what the culture of like an EMT is. I have an idea. I work, you know, alongside them for years. I have an idea, but I don't know firsthand. However, what I do know firsthand is I do know what the law enforcement culture is like. And what I know is that it is. The culture itself is the problem. And, but we are so busy, you know, and me, me, listen, I'm going to tell you straight up, like I have made um, podcasts like bitching about admin because yeah, if I, like admin's a pain in the ass, you know, however, the thing about admin, Sheepdog Nation, is they were, they're just veteran officers. (laughs) They were, they were 
working the road at some point in their career and they work their way up and however they got there, well, that's their business. And, you know, who they are now, you know, we want to, we want to think, we want to think as a society, we want to think as like law enforcement culture that they haven't forgotten where they came from. But oftentimes that's not the case. Oftentimes like I don't understand, they get there and they think, I don't know. I've seen a lot of um, law enforcement admins completely forget their roots, completely forget what it's like to be a police officer with boots on the ground, completely forget all the emotional toll it takes. Um, And now, you know, they have a very good job working Monday through Friday. They're, you know, not on the streets anymore. They're not on the road. They don't have to deal with that. They're, um, you know, pushing paperwork, which, you know, we need those positions. We know we need those you know, people in the admin, um, jobs, but we, but we can't with the problem obviously is big as police suicide. We cannot just blame fingers. We can't. Okay. And listen, it pisses me off too. There's a whole lot of things. I want to, I want to complain about admin. I want to, I want to bitch about the fact that there's no support at all. Like in the academy, they don't talk about this. Nobody teaches us how to deal with our emotions. Nobody like prepares us for the emotional toll this job's going to take for us on us. Nobody, you know, prepares us. We have one book by Dr. Kevin Gilmartin, um, the emotional survival of law enforcement. We have one book that stands out in my mind that has, has helped us and it has, I'll tell you right now, you know, has significantly helped us as our culture, but like, that's it. (laughs) I mean, seriously. So the fact that, you know, I, I just think that like the fact that we're pointing fingers, the fact that we're like, okay, well, you know, so-and-so supervisor, so-and-so's police department, so-and-so's admin, they're not helping out. Society doesn't understand us and blah, blah, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I agree. Like, hello, I understand. I mean, I got diagnosed with PTSD very early in my career and an anxiety disorder because of the fucking shit that I saw when I was young. And, you know, and nobody understood that. I had to go privately and go seek help privately because I was, and like, I can't tell you how many times, like I fucking told that counselor, if I saw her writing anything down that I was going to be pissed and that like she needed, we needed, you know, we needed to keep this hidden and this, you know, all these things like, because I didn't want, you know, my agency to find out. But the truth is you guys is that that's human nature. Like the truth is, is like, if we, if we don't feel these emotions, if we don't go through, um, the emotional healing process. If we, if we don't debrief and we don't understand the things that brought trauma to our lives, they're just going to cause problems for us. They're going to cause problems. You can't put them in a box. You, and, and that is how, you know, law enforcement, the culture. Okay. Since, you know, it started, that is how men and women officers, handle problems, put it in a box. But the problem with putting it in a box is that after a while, if you do not empty out the box, the box overflows. Okay. And so when the box overflows, that's when you start seeing, or maybe once it starts getting to the top, that's when you start seeing bad problems. You start seeing the drinking, the weight gain, the going out and buying everything because you're having you need to have an impulse, you know, you need that adrenaline rush, the divorce rate, the, um, you know, having an affair, 
the working more overtime because you just went out and, you know, bought all this stuff or because you don't know how to handle being a human. You know, that's when we see all these things, a bad attitude develop. I mean, the list goes on and on. Um, the thing is, is that we, as Sheepdog Nation, as members of law enforcement, we are responsible. We are responsible for a change. We are responsible for having one another's back. We have got to come together. And this is what I've been talking about. I made a post recently on my Instagram. Feel free to go check it out at the Lady Sheepdog. And uh, it triggered some people. And I got called uneducated, and um, which is laughable, which is fine. Because people, you guys are all going to have your own opinions. That's not a problem. I don't mind that you have your own opinion of me. What I have a problem with is one, if you don't read my post correctly, because in the post, I talk about how that we can only blame, you know, our past president, our admins, um, and society as a whole so much. Listen, that doesn't mean I'm blaming our past president. However, if you are in America, then you know what we've gone through with our former presidency. You know the lack of support. I know it. You know it. We all know it. That cannot be an excuse. It, it doesn't mean that it caused problems. Yes, of course. Of course it's caused problems, right? Is our culture of law enforcement, has that caused problems? Yes, of course that caused problems for us. Y- you know, life is all about co- like problems that are going to be caused for us. Like that's the truth. That's it. But the question is here is one, how can we become true leaders, true leaders, true warriors who are not only looking out for ourselves, but we are focused on making this culture. We are focused on making the experience for our fellow officers, a better one. How can we change the mindset around that? That's the question. That's the question. That's the only question that I'm asking. This is what I'm telling you. And for some reason it's triggering a lot of law enforcement because maybe at some point you feel a little bit responsible because you know you've turned your eye. You know you've turned a blind eye. You know you've seen an officer struggle and you just roll your eyes because you're like, get out there and do some work, but because so-and-so isn't because they went out and cheated on their wives or they went out and bought all this shit. You know, they're the ones causing their own issues and they need to get their shit together. But at the end of the day, we have to take a look. It's deeper than that, sheepdogs. It's deeper than that. I've done that. Like I've done that. I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of this. I'm just saying we need to bring consciousness to this. We need to be aware of this. And the only way the culture is going to change is if we change as a whole, like we have to change. We have to become more conscious of what's going on. We have to change our attitudes. We need to change our perspectives. We need to take a look at what, what really, you know, makes a leader. And, and, and step into that position. A leader isn't just somebody in a leadership position. We all know that. We all know the difference between a real leader and somebody who's just in the position. And you need to ask yourself, are you just in the position of being a police officer or are you a true leader in society? And if you haven't been acting like a leader in society, this is, this is your wake up call right now to do that. Go read the leadership books. Go listen to, you know, if you're like, Autumn, I don't know what, it, you know, what it takes to be a leader. Well, go listen to, you know, Jocko Willink, he's a hell of a guy that'll depict what a um what a leadership is. Uh, I've been reading the book, The Dichotomy of Leadership by him, and it's really good. Uh, David Goggins, hell of a leader. And, you know, and, and the list goes on and on. Look at Mark Devine. Look at, look at Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, some speakers we've had on the podcast. I mean, they talk about it in these podcasts. Go listen. 
go and listen. And, you know, Dave, Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman, he brought up a really good point. And he said, Autumn, we need to stop. You need to stop blaming everybody. Like, you know, it's not it's not Barack Obama's fault. Of course, he causes a lot of shit for us, but it's how we handle it. Right. And, you know, it's not it's not society's fault because they really the sheep. They're not supposed to know what the sheepdogs go through. Like They're not supposed to know. So stop blaming them. OK, it's time that we take radical responsibility for our culture, for ourselves, for our feelings. You know, we need, we need to, we are the ones that are going to create change. We can't sit here and depend on our admin. We can't sit here and depend on, you know, our president. We can't sit here and depend on these outside forces, sheepdogs. We have to be the ones. We have to. That is why I'm doing what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you think that it is fun to put my opinion out there and get, have people shit all over me? Well, for me, it's not, okay? Some people enjoy that stuff. I don't. I don't like that. I'm not somebody who just naturally loves to piss a bunch of people off. I mean, some days I do. I'm not in the attitude of doing that today. I don't feel like that. But the thing is, is like, I couldn't keep my mouth shut when I saw that on the second, it was the first day, it was the second day of 2019 and we had already lost a brother in blue to suicide. And... I can't help but think that there's got to be a better way, that there's got to be a better way. I can't help but think that we have got to change. You know, I went into, I'm going to tell you a story. A couple of days ago, I went into um, a uniform shop. It's like the only uniform shop in my state. That's how small my state is. (laughs) And the central and southern divisions of my state, I'll go to this uniform shop. And I used to go to this uniform shop pretty regularly, never really had a problem until I got injured, until there was a workers' comp lawsuit, until um, now that I'm back in a law enforcement capacity. Doesn't mean I'm working full-time patrol. I've told you guys that a thousand times. I'm not. I can't physically. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight. I'm trying to get back in really good shape. Doesn't mean and I've been actively going to see my doctor. It doesn't mean I'm getting back on the road. Doesn't mean I'm not going to try, but it doesn't mean I'm getting back there. Anyways, so I go into this lawn, I go into this store and I immediately felt like shit. I immediately felt angry, pissed off. I immediately felt super resentful. I'm like, why the fuck am I here? I hate this place because it was nothing but a gossip shop. That's all that it was. And I knew the moment that I left, Everyone was going to be talking about me, judging me because, you know, the, the law enforcement agency that I'm employed by in a part-time capacity. And if you know anything about law enforcement, then, you know, part-time is not 20 hours. It's whenever you can work, you know, 10 hours here, eight hours here you work. So literally like one shift a month and I'm, you know, I'm not even working like patrol that entire shift or anything like that. I'm doing a lot of social media, a lot of community, um, policing, organizing, things like that. Like that's still police work. It's not patrol. And people who, you know, who are egotistic, they, they give that a bad connotation. And, and a couple of times, a couple of the workers there kind of shit on me. Like, what are you doing now? Because they know, they think they have somewhat of an idea of what happened in my, in my other police department. And, they think they know, but they have no idea. You guys don't even have any idea. I can't really talk about it. But, you know, again, I'm I'm getting judged. 
And so what does that do? I'm getting judged. I know people are talking shit about me. I know the moment I left that store, people were talking about me. And what does that do for me? How does that make me feel about the culture? How does that make me feel about cops? Straight up. Because it's the same how you feel too. It's the same way you feel when you feel you just got stabbed in the back by an officer or a supervisor or the admin. It's the same way. It's the same how you feel when you find out that people have been talking shit about you. Guys, listen. We can't turn a blind eye to this. I've been I've been in law enforcement and around law enforcement far too fucking long to know that, you know, an act like this doesn't happen. An act like, you know, oh, we are in such a brother and sisterhood. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. And it's time to call a spade a spade because if we really were, you know, a brother and a sisterhood with a really thick blue line, we probably wouldn't be letting all of these brothers and sisters of ours slip through the cracks. We probably wouldn't be, you know in need of help, but we are. We probably wouldn't be so angry, you know, as a culture, but we are. And I'm not making anybody wrong for that. Hell, I'm angry. I'm angry. I know how I came out of there. I I could still feel it in my stomach. I was angry. I'm, you know, just resentful. Like, why can't you just be proud of me? Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, what I'm doing has nothing. It affects absolutely nobody. Nobody. Yeah, everybody wants to 50 question what I'm doing and have a judgment. Really? Really? So put this in your own context. Like, I don't mind being that person. I don't mind being in the spotlight. I have big shoulders. I can take it. But, you know, it takes a toll. And it it really puts a bad taste in my mouth, as I know it puts in yours. Because it. how can it not, right? How can it not? And especially as newer officers... We're not doing things the way that, you know, our veteran officers used to do things. It's not, it's police work has changed completely and, you know, here we are and we have to deal with it and we're faced with it. So the question that I'm going to leave you with, the question with this podcast episode is what are you going to do to be the change? What are you going to do? After you're done feeling triggered, after you're done feeling upset, because I'm calling a spade a spade, and you may not agree with everything that I say, I'm not asking you to. I'm just asking you to be the change, be a part of the change, do something, do something different. Don't pull up car to car and talk shit. Don't talk shit about anybody in your agency. Maybe lend a ear, put your ego in your fucking pocket. You know, law enforcement is is not all about being a fucking jacked, being in the best shape of your life, having a six pack abs, being a model of a police officer. That's that's not what law enforcement is, and for some reason, it's turned into this. Um, probably because of the use of social media. However, we can't focus on that. Sheep dog nation. We need to focus on being there for one another. We need to focus on getting life coaching um, support to law enforcement officers. The thing about life coaching, I'm just going to go on my pedestal for a minute. Okay. It's not the end all be all. And I do believe that if you really need a counselor, if you need help, go see a counselor, go see a psychologist, a psychiatrist. No, Life coaching does not replace that. However, life coaching is about taking somebody from where they are right now and not going back. It's not about going backwards. It's not about, you know, figuring out what happened, you know, when you're a child to make you feel this way. It's about taking you from where you are right now. And it's about taking you forward and helping you succeed in life, in your 
professional life, in your personal life, in your financial life, and all of these kinds of goals. It's about creating a plan. It's about having somebody who you can count on, who's objective, who's going to help you, who has a lot of resources, who can bring you resources, who is supportive of you, who you can talk to about anything. The thing about law enforcement is we see so much shit, right? Like I talked about in the beginning of this podcast, and we don't ever really empty out our box, do we? Because we don't want to empty out our box to our families. We don't want to burden them with that. We don't want to empty out our box to our spouses. We don't want to burden them with that. When we try to empty out our box with our coworkers, what do they do? Can you trust them? Right? This is the problem. I remember only having one supervisor. Only one. In my seven years of law enforcement that I could sit down and talk to and have a real life conversation with. He and I, and we did, and we had real life conversations because I would talk to him about things like, Hey, I'm a little worried. Like, how am I going to do this and have a family? How do you do it? You know, what do you, what happens? Like, you know, and I talked to him about all these things and he was awesome. Never judgmental, very even keeled, treated everybody the same. Uh, Great guy, great leader. We had a lot of fun together but I could talk to him. Now that's only one, 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 (laughs) one. Okay. Out of how many and how many years? A lot. I'm sure you can sit back and you can reflect on that and ask yourself the exact same question. I hope that there is at least one in your life, but if there isn't, this is why you need to get out. Stop procrastinating. Stop thinking there's a negative connotation to it. Life coaching, there is no negative connotation to it. And that's why I fully believe that a life coach needs to be in every single agency. Life coaching is actually positive. uh, People pay a lot of money to have a life coach. Take a look at Tony Robbins. He's the grandfather. He's the founder of life coaching. And there's nothing negative, no negative connotation around having him and reading his books and listening to his stuff and going to his events. I mean, there's, it's fun. And if you do that, then like you're a part of like this power group who's changing their lives. Like there's no negative connotation around it. And so I really invite you to go in and take a look at that as, as, you know, something for you to look at, but, you know, implementing within your agency, start talking to, you know, HR, to whoever you need to talk to. Like it's not, it's got to be more than about you, sheepdogs. That, that's the thing is if you can just understand that it's more than about you and it's bigger than you, then you're going, then you're going to feel a lot better at number one, because like we all have this need to like add to society and, and all of these things. But number two, like you're, you're going to make an impact and we just need one person to hear this message from every agency, from every state, from whatever and and just start changing just a little bit. Imagine if you're an FTO. Imagine if you're a supervisor, the impact that you can have at just changing your attitude, changing the way things are done just slightly. Imagine the domino effect that's going to have on all the people who work with you, for you, and around you. Massive. Okay? I hope that you learned something. I hope that you are going to join me in this suicide prevention task. Um, of, you know, changing law enforcement, um, changing the culture. I don't have all the answers. I'm not exactly sure why this is happening. If I knew, then I would tell you. 
my goal is to do some research around it and see what I can find. I have a pretty good idea, but I, I'm not 100% sure because I haven't been in that situation. Um, so once I have that information, I'll gladly pass it along to you. Okay. So I will see you in another episode. If you haven't uh, followed me on Instagram, come hang out with me over there. We have a sheepdog and exclusive sheepdog nation podcast, Facebook group. Just look that up. The sheepdog nation podcast. And uh, you can come and hang out. We talk about podcast content. We talk about all sorts of things. It's a good group. Um, it's different because again, I'm coming at it from more of like a emotionally supportive, um, angle versus egotistic. Look at me work out, look at all the things that I've accomplished, yada, yada. I'm not really into that. So if you, that sounds like a good fit, you're more than welcome to come in and I will see you next time. And that was another episode of Ship Duck Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.